Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I'm Mike Ricksecker, author and ghost story, ghost historian. <laughs> With me is the chat shenanigan from Inside the Upside Down, a fantastic writer in her own right, Shauna Wankel. <laughs> Tonight we are talking about Is the Matrix Real? What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind. Driving you mad. Well, it's an interesting question. Because, okay, so The Matrix was a movie, science fiction, all of that. Plugged into computers that had this simulated uh, world that we were all living in and once you came unplugged you saw the real world which was a you know pile of crap I get that that's all science fiction but what a lot of people have been talking about lately is well movies aside if you look at what we believe in a lot of our spirituality and you know if you believe in a creator of this universe that we may be living in a simulation anyway that we're down in this world many people believe we're supposed to be learning something so what exactly is this you know if if you believe like in an afterlife in some place that we go to is that the real world and this is the quote-unquote matrix what do you think this is definitely the reason why this show is called Inside the Upside Down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We go there. So so I think it, it poses a lot of interesting questions about uh, about our origins, origins of the universe, the origins of the, of the world, uh, and where we are headed. So, you know, if this is a, you know, whether it's a, a, a simulated world, I, you know, doesn't mimic someplace that, we've already been that we that we come from is a completely different um you know some people who have done um some past life regressions have visited like other worlds so i don't know it, there's there's a lot of different things that we could uh really get into here yeah i i mean there's only really one way to find out what's really going on and i'm not ready for that yet to see what happens what happens after you die? What happens, you know, do you learn more each time? You know, I mean, like in the book, Lamb. <laughs> oh, jeez. Whenever. Wait, the, the kid on I the don't want to do a spoiler, but <laughs> do did spoiler. you get to the part where he's fully enlightened yet? I haven't gotten there yet, oh, but that's okay. I, okay. I've been a little busy. Yeah. Well, Not to mention that book makes me laugh so hard. I have to stop reading because I get into a coughing fit. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, if you're a religious person of all and you don't have a sense of humor, that's not the book for you. <laughs> I mean, but it could possibly be the only way that... That's about the closest I'll get to a Bible, probably. 
I mean, it kind of follows along the story that I was taught. I was raised Lutheran, so um, I had to read the Bible, you know. Um, and that book kind of follows a story, but then it tells the untold story, which is supremely blasphemous, but <laughs> I think it's funny as hell. So everybody go out and look up Christopher Moore and get the book Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff, Christ's Childhood Friend. <laughs> After you amp up your collection of Haunted Road Media authors, of, of course. course. You have to get that stuff first. And then get that book. Oh, yeah. We didn't even do all the Haunted Road Media stuff at the beginning here. Like, you know, if you haven't yet, please go ahead and subscribe to the show. I didn't even do that during the episode. <laughs> we just had a show with Keith Johnson. That's exactly where I should be saying it. You know, hey, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, do so. Unfortunately, we couldn't send out a bunch of event invites. Oh, we should mention that. Yeah, so we're having we're having some issues sending invites out there on uh, Facebook. So if you didn't get the invitation to the event, you're not alone, because Facebook is just doing that to us right now. Yeah, that that's just one of many things that Facebook has done to royally piss me off. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and and if anybody saw a look inside my support inbox at the stuff that I have sent to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Tom McNicholas is saying that he didn't actually like the movies. I love the first one. The other two were okay. Um, you know, I thought the second one had a lot of interesting stuff. And by the third one, it just became like, okay, massive action movie. Um, but I thought the first one was really, uh, really good. So, um, and Donna's saying uh, she's been sharing the White Rabbit group, which is awesome. Thank you very much. And we do, and I know other people have been sharing as well. Like I know Don Francisco was sharing out the events, and, and uh, I know Candy Orton does, and a lot of people do. Um, Tom McNicholas is great at sharing. A lot of people are great at sharing. So um, that's been helpful. Um, but we just wanted to let people know that hey, if you didn't get an invite, definitely nothing personal because that's just. Um, that's just the way Facebook has been acting. So um, Donna did have a, a, a question here. And yes, Zippy, I am tired. Of course I'm tired. I'm always tired. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the Matrix like what John D'Souza talked about with the elite powers in control? Um, yeah, which is uh, which is interesting. Um, I, I think that would be more of you know what's on our what's on our planet. Uh, what's going on here those you know elite powers that are they're basically like the puppet masters of what's going on on the planet this is more of um more of a supernatural spiritual um maybe almost even interdimensional uh type of philosophy where you know the world that we're in right now isn't real and actually i mean if you believe even if you believe in like a uh, heaven or a hell or or a place beyond this you know even people who believe in reincarnation um many of them believe that there's a place that you go to for a while before you are reincarnated that that place that place is the real world and this is just a place that we're visiting temporarily for a while um you know people talk about not um not being aware of time in that uh, in that other realm, and, and I saw somebody mentioned in there. Maybe it's realms, not necessarily matrix. Well, yeah, I mean, matrix is just a word. Um, you know, I, I you have realms, dimensions, um, worlds, 
universes, whatever. They're just words um, that we assign to try to describe something that we don't really understand. Um, so, I mean, you know, even the word, uh, you know, like universe or something like that, I mean, we're, we're assigning that to what we believe the planets and the stars and all that are, um, but we don't know what's beyond that. But it's a word that we've assigned to it. So it, it, this gets, I mean, this, this discussion gets very philosophical in nature, you know, of what's real and what's not, and what it is that we are actually doing here on Earth. And so, you know, Shana, a lot of people believe that we're down here being tested. What are we being tested for? And for all of our transgressions in our past lives until we get it right. Maybe this is hell. Maybe this is hell. <laughs> I mean, you know. That's one idea that, th that people throw out there that maybe this is hell. You know, like people have just terrible bad luck. You know, they're like, obviously you know is this karma by being punished for something you know i don't think i've been that bad in this life maybe it was a past life or maybe maybe this is hell you know i mean i don't know i don't know i have good days i have bad days so <laughs> um tom mcnicholas with the ten dollar super chat he says here's to the dreams that make us human nice yeah and thank you very much tom absolutely appreciate that yeah and I mean, a lot of people, I mean, he says dreams. Okay, a lot of people think that this is almost like a dream state. Yeah, there's a, I haven't watched it yet, but there's a video on one of my playlists that says, are we real? Yeah. You know, it's like this hour long video. I put it in my list. Uh, I put a lot of videos in my list you know, that I haven't watched yet, but um, it's going to be something like that. It's going to be all about that. So. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people, you know, talk about, you know, that, you know the soul is the real part of us you know people that have you know had those you know near-death experiences and come back and they've seen their own bodies you know you know they talk about okay they, they're realizing that what what makes them them is their soul and that the body will go away but that's okay because they still will live on right so it may, I mean, that basically means the body's just a shell. So if you as a human it, it are just a shell, is this whole world just a shell for all the souls? Maybe. 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 <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever theories there are, you know, there's everybody's got one. There's a lot of them out there. Um, you know why you know why believe this way why not believe that way where do you get you know i don't know i don't know i grew up one way and evolved into another way of thinking and so it i think something different almost every day it seems something will happen that'll make me question well why have i been believing this all this time you know and i'd be like maybe i should start researching this way and the answer is i just don't know yeah i mean there's a lot of questions out there, I and mean, we don't know the answers, but we're gonna sit here and we're gonna ask the questions. And it's you know great conversation material. A lot of people have different ideas, and so we're gonna just you know, explore some of those different ideas. So Jeebus the Gamer Nerd um, has a comment and a question. The comment, uh, I like the simulation idea where Earth is just one simulation and we're just here living it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's 
you know, kind of, a, you know, a big idea out there. That's, you know, kind of almost what the, the Matrix is uh, kind of based on. And even at the very beginning of the movie, uh, where Neo's hiding the, uh, uh, his discs is in the book Simulation Simulacra by uh, Bob Drillard. So um, a lot of the concepts for the Matrix movies were based on that. But it's, you know, philosophy that's in the world today, you know, talking about we're just in a simulation right now and it may not be a computer program it may be you know something that we just don't comprehend right now maybe it's something biological organic maybe it's mechanical um we just don't know it's something that's beyond us right now and so and there's and there's different um you know philosophies like the gnostic philosophies that, that kind of talk about a similar thing but from a spiritual aspect rather than you know computer simulation aspect so uh but uh jeebus also asked do you guys think there's another earth where we're all the same but different doppelgangers doppelgangers <clears throat> almost kind of like multiverse what do you think I mean, I know I have a doppelganger. I've seen her <laughs> uh, many years ago. Several, I say many years ago. It's about 10 years ago or so. Um, and it was weird. For a minute there, it was like a Twilight Zone episode. Um, it was very strange, but, you know, I kind of, I mean, that's that's another that's another good theory, you know? I mean, why not? <laughs> Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of draw a, a line in there a little bit. Like, I'm okay with the idea of maybe a parallel universe or two or three. Where I kind of have an issue is the whole multiverse idea where, you know, basically as you make a decision that spawns off a whole other universe you know, based on you made a decision. Well, you have to think that every single day you're actually making thousands, if not millions of decisions. So like my decision right now to pick this up, open the cap and not take a sip of it because I'm in the middle of talking is a decision. So according to the multiverse theory, that would spin off an entire universe. Me just saying that sentence and not saying a different sentence spawns off an entire different universe. So now imagine that for every single person on Earth. We've got, what, seven billion people on Earth that every single moment are creating a new universe? I, I don't quite buy into that one. So that's that's my take on that. <laughs> so, But there are a lot of people that, that believe in that one. Um, Scroll down here and see if you guys had. Uh, Sean Oldsmith says, I don't want to see a doppelganger. So, um, I don't know. Do I have a doppelganger? Maybe. Greg Rinkin is saying, Heisenberg is my doppelganger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. So, uh, Spooky Dawn, the documentary on alien abduction I watched referenced the aliens were using us to breed and then take the children. Okay. Um, I don't know where that's. <laughs> well, and you know what? I guess I guess I'll say this: if we're in a simulation here like this, then I guess the aliens would be too. <laughs> maybe maybe that doesn't apply to them. Maybe there's like this, and everything is different up there. 
than it is down here and around. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I, I know there's aliens. I know there's intelligent life. I know that... <laughs> I saw a funny meme about it. Um, you know, looking for intelligent life on Earth, you know, and you see us pointing everything, you know, out into space looking for intelligent life because there sure isn't any here, you know? It was funny. I laughed so hard. I can't remember. It was on Facebook, obviously. I saw it. You know, uh, I think they're a lot smarter than us. <laughs> you know. I would think a number of them would be just based on that they've been able to evolve enough to get here. Yeah. Where we we can't get past the moon. <laughs> uh, Sean uh, Gilmore saying, like the butterfly effect. Well, yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Where, um, you know, where what is it? A, a, you know, a butterfly flapping his wings over here. Um, you know, makes a volcano erupt over there. You know, based on all these different series of actions. So, is similar, similar to that. So. Um, and you guys are uh, what was that a doppelganger is a bad omen so I wouldn't want to see it. I mean I've seen people look similar to me um, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad omen uh, there's a couple of the people a couple of those people I would have liked to get paid <laughs> like them <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't think they are in a different universe I guess is what I'm trying to say there so Sean Oldsmith, if we're in the Matrix, then who is controlling us? Well, the Architect. You saw the Matrix movies, right? The Architect. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's actually you know, very similar to that. So, you know, the Architect that was in the Matrix movies would be like, you know, God or Allah, whoever whoever your higher power is, the top of that food chain. You know, um, a lot of religions and beliefs be, believe that there's a you know higher power that you know created everything so you know whoever your creator is is who would be controlling it some some beliefs um have have it as like a group of uh of beings that are uh, controlling everything and the big question is what is what's the rhyme and reason of it all you know that's that's kind of like the big question of humankind that we've been unable to answer is why are we here but that's the question we keep asking and why we do a lot of what we do is, you know, sure, we're interacting with spirits and ghosts and all kinds of different entities. And we ask them questions about the afterlife. And I think it all eventually boils down to why are we here? What's the purpose of all this? I mean, you can ask a spirit something all day long, you know, hardly ever do you get a response for anything that you really want to know. You know, maybe the answer is they don't know either. Maybe they haven't made it to that level yet. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Greg Grinkin says, God is playing the Sims and we are the Sims. You know, I've made that analogy before. <laughs> I have absolutely made that analogy before that... You know, we could just all be rats trapped in a maze, you know, and God just sat there and pushed the button and like, okay, run free, have fun with it, see what's going on. Maybe more like um, Sim City rather than uh, The Sims, you know, you just here, you know, build, build your little world and just let them all run and maybe we're just little people uh, within there. 
I mean, that could really be what it is. I mean, maybe not necessarily, again, not necessarily a computer, but in whatever way that that works, that, you know, he, she, it, whatever it is, you know, has created this. I mean, shit, it could just be for fun. Should be, could be for shits and grins. <laughs> That's entirely possible. You know, um, which, which is not very encouraging. <laughs> Sorry, um, you know, but I, I think a lot of people uh, would more adhere to the idea that you know we're here to to learn something. That yeah, this world has been created for us almost as like a test bed um, to be able to to grow. Uh, to learn something and that's kind of like the whole reincarnation idea when you get reincarnated you're, you come back to learn something else that you didn't you know the last time around yeah hopefully <laughs> I, I can I probably I've been around a lot I feel like uh, one of these days I'll get it right you know I hope with me yeah well <laughs> you know you're kind of stuck with me now so did the hand fasting so yep yeah Tom Nicholas says, maybe when you sleep, you visit the other dimensional plane. Well, people believe that. Um, that, yeah, Candy Orton is saying, you know, that's astral projecting. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of interesting stories about astral projection that, you know, not just, um, you know, visiting like your bedroom or the neighbor's house or, you know, somebody down the street or whatever, but that you can actually uh, project to other planes of existence. Yeah, I mean, I've read a lot about astral projecting, and I've tried to do it. Um, I think I've done it. I just, you know, I can feel like the remnants of it, and I've seen stuff that, you know, I would get confirmed later. Yeah, how did you know? I was like, well, I was there, um, I think. And um, I don't feel like I've, if I have gone to another realm or another, another dimension, I am not aware of it. So, but I've heard it. I've heard about it. I mean, I've read a lot. I've read a lot about it. I used to read read about it a lot. So, yeah. Well, and I was reading about it a lot there for a while because I was trying when I was uh, living away from you. I was trying to astral project to you at night. I would just end up falling asleep. Um, I've I came the closest I ever came to really doing it was uh, when I was a teenager, and I was trying to I, I was actually legitimately trying to like visit um my old hometown so I, I didn't know it was like called astral projecting or whatever um i had this idea from the movie uh dreamscape if you guys have ever seen that it's an old 1980s movie with uh with dennis quaid and he's able to basically project into other people's dreams and so i was kind of trying to do that sort of thing and so you know, I went into, or I was trying to get into this meditative state. Again, I wasn't sure that's what it was called, just trying to mimic what I had seen in the movie. And I got to the point where um, kind of felt like this, you know, you know, kind of wavy, like, you, you know, you're riding waves up and down, got a little bit of an electrical feel, all that stuff. And I just got scared, like, oh, crap, what the hell's going on? And, uh, and then I broke, the, I broke the trance. And I haven't ever been able to get back there since. Yeah, I had personally afraid to do that <laughs> I mean I um, you know like every once in a while like I, I was talking to somebody uh, once that said 
you know, whenever you, I know it's your body like that does the involuntary, you know, the muscle spasm. It's basically your body shutting down for the night or whatever, and that, that jolt. But then other people say. Some people call it caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other other people say that that jolt is a, an attempt at that. It's just, you know, coming back. So, I don't know. Could be. Um, Sean Oldsmith, how do you know if you've been reincarnated? That's an interesting question. How do you know you've been reincarnated? I mean, I believe I have. Um, you know, and I think every once in a while, in a dream state, you get a little snippet of that. You get a little view of that. Um, one of those particular dreams was so extraordinarily vivid, and I didn't want to admit it for a long time until I met Shauna, and then I was like, okay, fine, I believe in reincarnation, because... Mm -hmm. Um, that was one of those moments where when I saw Shauna, it was like, oh, oh, there you are. You know, it was like I, I knew we had been together before, even though I'd never actually met her before. Um, just one of those type of moments where you just know. Um, but then also it kind of solidified ideas that I had had about a dream that I had when I was a kid. And I just didn't want to admit it because, if you know, my belief system growing up. Um, that had been indoctrinated into me for so many years that it was like, no, there's no reincarnation. It's heaven or hell and, you know, all that. Um, but it was, you know, so vivid. And it would have been, it would have taken around the, been around the time frame that I was born or maybe a couple of years beforehand or whatever, you know, jungle warfare, think Vietnam. And I was shot point blank in the head. Um, uh, you know, everything just got extremely vivid wild colors you know all this stuff and then boom i was suddenly back in the jungle and nobody was there anymore but it was like just so real that i was and i had no when i was that young i had no idea about really about vietnam or jungle warfare or really anything like that you had to take a bullet point blank in the head basically feel it and die and all that stuff to me i was reliving a death and I think it was the life that I had just before this one. I mean, I've I've had some occurrences where, you know, it definitely uh, solidified my belief in reincarnation. Um, one of them was similar to his, same as his, actually, um, when I met him. So, you know, I've had... And I know that we've discussed all of this before, but for anybody that's new, I'm going to do it again. Go ahead. Um, you know, I had a, a blind shaman that had never met me before um, do a past life regression on me, and um, a lot of them made absolutely perfect sense to me. And then, you know, I was kind of on the fence about it, you know, until he started telling me things um, that he would only know if he was looking at me at that moment. You know, meanwhile, he's been blind since birth. We only had one person in common. And the only thing that he knew about me was, you know, uh, my friend Rita. The only thing that he knew about her and I is that we lived in the same town. And she had mentioned me a couple of times whenever she was talking about investigations and stuff. And then he um, asked if she thought that I would mind if he called me because he really wanted to call me. And so she asked me, of course, you know, 
blind shaman? Yeah. You know, as long as, you know, my friend trusts him, then why shouldn't I trust him? You know, I trust her. So um, before it was all said and done, I was just dumbfounded. And I had never thought about it before then. You know, um, I certainly thought about it a lot afterwards. Um, just not too long ago, not too long, not, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I think it was. Um, maybe a year ago, where I used to work, um, this little girl that I never met before, I was looking at me like she, like she knew me, you know, and so it was kind of busy, you know, she was there with her dad and, um, then so I leaned down and I started, you know, talking to her. I was like, hi. I was like, you know, do you know me? And she was like, yeah, you know, sure. She basically, uh, said, yeah, she knows me, but she knew me before. And so I'm like, well, before what, you know? <laughs> and she was, I, and I kind of thought about it for a little bit. She was kind of like looking at her dad and her dad was thankfully busy, you know, and didn't, but then I was like, and it kind of clicked for a minute. And I was like, did I look like this? Like what I look like now? And she's like, no, no. You know, and I was like, do you look, did you look like you? No. You know, meanwhile, this girl was like four or five. I mean, she was young, you know, and in the town that I live in, that kind of stuff is not being taught to kids that young. Right. So, you know, I mean, I, ha I had to give her that one, you know. Um, she knew me before, and I believe her. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't recognize her. You know, I was at work too, so I was, and she kind of caught me off guard, to be honest. So uh, I definitely wasn't expecting that, but I did tell her dad, and when he finally caught up, uh, I was like, you know, take care of this one, she's special. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, so I kind of have to. I've also met some people where I know that they've definitely been around a few times because nobody gets as stupid as some of them in one lifetime. And I'm not going to mention any names. And it's nobody in here. <laughs> it's nobody watching. So um, definitely not a subscriber. But I will say that, you know, there are some people that just there's not enough stupid in the world to catch it all in just this one lifetime. They've been around. So reincarnation, yes, I believe that. Totally. A couple of interesting comments in here. Pongai Fungai says, I have a friend who said he was a pharaoh in a past life and I was his servant. Or maybe your friend was just trying to get you to do something. <laughs> but, you know, that's, and that's something I always find funny is a lot of times um, people will say, well, yeah, I was Julius Caesar. Oh, General Patton said he was Julius Caesar. Um, but like, or I was Marilyn Monroe or, you know, it's always like somebody famous. It's never like Joe Blow, you know. Um Spooky said, except for maybe Dawn here, I lived on a sailing ship hundreds of years ago. I was a young boy. I fell overboard and drowned. Well, I guess I would be a Joe Blow. Yeah. So, all right. I stand corrected then. <laughs> so, interesting question here from um, from Betty Langies. So, do writers believe, or relive, I'm sorry. So, do writers relive in other dimensions when they write? Um, I think I'm understanding the question correctly. Um so there's some different theories here about well i mean for one a lot of writers write about their experiences that they've had 
And so that's one way to write. And they may just kind of reword it or put it a different way or maybe, you know, retell a story and have it come out the way that they wanted or relate some sort of tragedy that they've had in their life. Or maybe it's an allegory about the current state of affairs or something like that. That's one way to write. Um, Another would be that... You know, just almost like something random. Like people talk about how they have their, you know, this muse and kind of whispers in their ear, that sort of thing. It's like, what is that? Um, And then there's what uh, Carl Jung would call the collective unconscious. And so that's this idea that there's basically all these thoughts. They're kind of almost like they're out there in the ether. And you just kind of almost like have to tune into it and you'll pick up on what's going on and maybe sometimes you'll accidentally tune into it and pick up on something that's out there and you're able to to relate it and so this is how theoretically some people end up with some like very very similar ideas and maybe they don't know each other you know you know kind of almost a fresh idea because there's really kind of almost no fresh ideas <laughs> um but have taken some idea and have you know applied it in like a very very uh similar way and it's kind of almost uncanny how, how these two people that have no idea who each other are come you know came up with the same idea that sort of thing um so that's that's this kind of theory um that those thoughts are just out there you need to tune in and I'll give an example, and this may seem a little ridiculous, and I have mentioned it here before, but I'll go ahead. Um, and and maybe this is if we are living in the Matrix or something similar to the Matrix, that these things are like within the programming of this world, and you just need to be able to tap into it and extract it and use it in your life. Um, but... <clears throat> when I was a kid, Sylvester and Stallone and I were tuned into each other. Okay, I know this sounds weird. <laughs> and Shadow's rolling her eyes. What the fuck? Um, yeah, so I was... I, and I'm not wearing the shirt right now, but the the uh, um, Mighty Mix Gym shirt, you know, it's a, it's a Rocky shirt. I was a huge Rocky fan as a kid. Um, got teased on for that, too, because I was such a big Rocky fan, but whatever. Um, when, after the second one came out, um, that's really, it was around the time that I was, you know, starting to write, and I had done my mysteries and my, you know, ghost stories and all that stuff, but being a young writer and loving the Rocky movies, I decided I was going to write Rocky 3, and my version of Rocky 3 had Rocky and Apollo becoming friends, and then Rocky fighting a Russian, well, you know, Rocky and Apollo became friends in number three, and in number four, Rocky fought the Russian. So, after four came out, and it had been a couple years, because there was a bit of a gap between four and five, I remarked to my mother that, you know, you know, you know, three and four, they were good movies, you know, but I, I liked it better when, you know, Rocky was poor and he didn't have all his money from, you know, now becoming a champion. Well, number five, he loses all of his money. Okay. Fast forward many years later, because then there was a 15-year gap. I had a dream before, you know, uh, years before um, the sixth Rocky movie, Rocky Balboa, came out. I had a dream that they were going to go ahead and do a sixth Rocky movie. And in my dream, Adrian was dying. 
and this was part of the movie. Well, the Rocky Balboa starts off where Adrian is dead. So I don't know what it is. Um, I haven't been like tuned in like that on the Creed movies, which of course are part of the Rocky universe and Rocky is in them. And maybe that's because these are different writers for these movies. I don't know. But for whatever reason, I was really tuned into what in the world was going on with those movies. It's like whatever the heck Stallone was picking up for those movies, I was also tapping into. So, you know, if you think of going back to all the Matrix stuff, if you think of everything like um, like a network and computer systems and all that sort of thing, it's a little, maybe a little easier for me to do because I'm involved in the IT industry. You know, it's almost like, you know, I've tapped into the same network that he's on. Like my brain is tapped into that same, maybe like wire or net, whatever you want to call it, network, and I'm extracting and almost like hacking it, you know, and I've taken that and I've gotten bits and pieces um, and taken it into myself somehow. So, you know, really interesting. I'm not exactly sure what you call that, except like I said, Carl Jung had the idea of the collective unconscious. Shauna probably just thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> I think we're all crazy. <laughs> but what do you think about that? That, you know, people coming up with similar ideas like that, even if it's not the full, it's not a fully fleshed out whole idea, but still bits and pieces that are just rather uncanny. I mean, you know, now sometimes I was saying, you know, I was just thinking that myself, <laughs> you know, um, you know, people having the same thoughts randomly from out of nowhere. Um, I've done that, you know, just some random, you know, person, you know, just nearby say or do something and be like, well, that was weird. I was just thinking about that, you know? I mean, it happens, you know? So maybe, you know, that's, that's definitely, I believe that. <laughs> I do, I do, I believe that. Hey, Dan Class with a $2 super chat says, Mike had a dream. <laughs> Right. I had a dream about Rocky. You should. You, <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate it. As an adult, <laughs> you should write Sylvester Stallone and be like, hey, man, listen up. One of these days, I'll have a conversation with him. He'll probably just laugh. He'll probably just laugh like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, here's Robert White. I like Robert's comedy. He says, or they're tapping into your mind. Sorry. And there's Shauna's phone. Uh-oh. Is it? Is it the hot mess? Hopefully she's not watching. Cameron, I know you're a hot mess, but I love you anyway. Yes, I refer to you as that, but you're my hot mess. So I can I say I should say that. your work daughter. That would have been a nicer thing to yeah, say. Yeah, my work daughter. <laughs> you know. Uh, that was a great look you gave me, though. Like, you did not just fucking say that. Well, what the hell, man? Come on now. Uh, this is not public. Okay. This is public. Well, I didn't say any names or anything. <laughs> I apologize. Oh. Somebody who said it. Somebody in there said embrace the crazy. Granny Vape says we just all run around with our own brand of crazy. That's right. That's right. All right. Um, you know, I like this from Tom McNicholas. Shauna is your Adrian. Yeah. Yo, Shauna. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. So. Wait a minute. I die, though. Yeah, that can't happen. 
No. Hmm. Doesn't look good. Well, we all do at some point, I guess. There's Robert White, $5 Australian <laughs> Super Chat. Mike, do not make Shauna mad. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea. Because um, I can do some witchy shit on it and make him sprout a tail shit. tomorrow or something. She could do witchy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can. <laughs> They're laughing at us. All right. So there was another one in here. Um, okay. Betty Leggy, what about a person who flies in their dreams? I know there's different theories about that. I have stories about flying in dreams. What do you got? Yeah. Um, I think it's been a while since I've done the whole dream symbolism thing. Um, I guess it depends. You know, maybe the symbolism of flying is something similar to being able to, you know, or your mind telling you that you need to rise above or think outside, you know, the box or, you know, to, you know, work on your goals. I mean, or you could just wish during, you know, real life that you could fly. I mean... I personally don't want that superpower, but. Yep, Chip Terry saying I've flown in dreams and it was fun. There's a $2 super chat again from Dan Class says Mike's gonna be in the doghouse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I've never been in Shauna's doghouse. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, I've, he's never really pissed me off, so. Right, right. So, but, uh, so Dan Class is gonna be joining us at the Manila Schoolhouse here on September 1st. So make sure to get out to that event in Manila, Iowa. It'll be good to see you again, Dan. Um, yeah, so flying in dreams. Um, you know, it's kind of it's interesting that uh, we as humans have always wanted to fly in, okay, we have planes. And so, you know, is, I'm trying to keep this all related to the matrix because I could I could really go off on a tangent here with the flying in dreams. So, you know, is, is that our brain trying to make sense of a, you know, a carnal desire? Is that something that's within the programming of us? Or is it something that we are able to do in the real world? Maybe in that real world, if this is the simulation, maybe we're actually able to do that in that world and we're unable to here. And maybe that frustrates us because the humans have always had this idea, I want to fly. You know, not so. this human. Not that. No, that's right. Yeah, not that human. She doesn't. But if you're in control of it. Now, we're not talking like airplane. We're talking about you yourself, your own body being able to fly. Now. I'd be one of those low flyers because I don't do extreme heights. <laughs> I would have to be tranquilized, sedated, and all that stuff, so. Yeah, and you know, ideas of angels aside, because I know artists' interpretations have given angels wings when, you know, the, the word angel just means messenger. It doesn't, doesn't mean like this heavenly being that can fly, although they were, you know, related to heaven or I guess that other, that other world that's out there. And that's beyond us, that wherever it is that we originally come from. And so the angel is supposed to be the messenger basically between those two worlds. So that almost makes you think of some other, if you're thinking matrix terms, you know, it, that's some sort of conduit between that real world and this world. Um, but, I mean, I have, again, back in dreams, had on a number of occasions these dreams of flying um a couple of times 
I mean, one, when I was a kid, I was basically, you know, trying to fly away from Freddy Krueger. But, you know, that aside, <laughs> that aside, um, I've had some interesting, like, end of the world type of dreams where I was flying. You know, one in which I was actually, you know, fighting a, a demon, uh, some sort of, I don't know if it was like the Satan, but it was some sort of demon. Um, and we were all fighting these things. We're up in the air flying doing this. Another one that was kind of interesting to me was I was basically coming down um, out of the sky heading toward a house. And it was, um, you know, in days typish. There was, you know, all kinds of, um, you know, warfare going on and this sort of thing. And I was going down to this house to basically um, try to save this woman and her child. They were, they were hiding in this closet. And I my brain at the time was thinking of the scripture about you know people hiding in caves during the end days and to me i was relating this closet to one of those caves and i was trying to you know coax them out come on come with me you'll be safe you come with me and she was basically doing her and her child because she refused to come on out and i eventually had to give up but in that dream again i was flying so it was almost like i was becoming the conduit down from there to here so um you know, I don't know if maybe, you know, we talk about um, visitations from people that have passed on. Some people have even said that maybe we end up becoming the angels ourselves um, in the afterlife. So, you know, when we're in that other world, do we take on, I don't know, properties, traits, skills, maybe? to be able to come back down here into this world? I'm not sure. I'm not a religious person, so you're asking the wrong person here. <laughs> no, it's not even have, it doesn't even have to do I with mean, religion. If, you, if you, you can throw religion out of the whole thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not necessarily religious. It's, it's a... Oh, I was referring to your dream. Well, That's okay, yeah, being in days and, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. I get that. Um, the super chat was that was yeah ten dollar super chat from andrew cox says mike just think of sleeping on the couch times a thousand years of shauna's wrath <laughs> nice he's never really seen me really angry like angry angry no like no. i'm gonna go lock myself in a room so that i don't have to look at you angry yeah no that's not happened yet no um no that hasn't happened but um yeah, any of that. Even like if you talk about in days type of stuff. It doesn't necessarily have to be religious. Because if this is all um you know, if it all is all just a computer simulation, whatever that type of computer may be, um, at some point you get to the end of a program. There is some sort of end game to it all. Whatever that is. In the Matrix movies, the way they did that is they, you know, had this annihilation of the, you know, the machines came in, they wiped out all but 13 or whatever it was of the humans, and they restarted the whole thing all over again. So it was an end days and then a rebirth. Um, so it doesn't even necessarily have to be religious. I think religions have picked up on some of these different ideas that have been observed and have applied a religion to it but doesn't necessarily have to be religious it's just i think an observation of what's going on right 
So, um, let's see what you guys have going on in here. Donna Gorton says she flies in dreams a lot. Um, <laughs> Kenny Orton, interdimensional flying being. Nice. <laughs> uh, Sean Gilmore says, I've flown in dreams before, but it's been a while since I remembered a dream like that. It's actually been a while for me, too, actually. Um, and he also used to dream that he was fighting demons at night. All right. So we got each other's back then, right? <laughs> um, let's see. What else? You guys are having some uh, hiccups again in there. I mean, it looks looks okay on our end. You know, it's going. All right. Um, let's see. Did I miss any questions up here? I feel like I have because we weren't watching the chat for a little while. We were just talking. So Tom McNicholas says, "I float in my dreams over sand." Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe it's your subconscious telling you that you need to be on a beach somewhere. So that sounds like a fabulous idea. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, beach would be great. Donna Gordon saying you should have Dan on the rabbit hole sometimes. We'll have to do that sometime. Sure. Um, Lince White is throwing in a hashtag witchy shit. All right. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, Donna Gordon. Nope, no questions, just comments. Okay, well, we're on it. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, and it has, yeah, Betty, it has been a while since uh, I've seen The Matrix. I just, it, when it comes to those movies, like, I love the first movie, and then it's like the second two were so underwhelming, even though, like I said, the second was was good, but it was disappointing compared to the first, and the third was just like, Here's my problem. This is going a little bit away from the topic and more into the movie of The Matrix. But here was my problem with the third movie. There was this long, long period of time where it just became like straight action movie of like, you know, the Battle of Zion. And it concerned people I didn't give a shit about. Like Neo and Trinity were off doing their thing. You know, Morpheus and Niobe were kind of trying to come in to save the day in, in the hovercraft. But the people that were actually fighting the fight in Zion, I didn't give a shit about. You know, it was the uh, the other main characters that I cared about. It's like, you know, these people, okay, they're, they're there, but I hadn't developed any sort of, you know, relationship with them in the movie, so to speak, you know? So I didn't care. And there was just this long period of time where it was like, okay, they're shooting at each other or shooting at the machines, playing a video game. I don't know. I didn't even know there was a third I would. I just <laughs> watched the first one. I watched the first one. I was just in it for the Keanu. So, and then I was like, "Oh, the story's actually pretty cool." Then, <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeebus is saying, "I think it was because Lord of the Rings was out at the same time, and both trilogies were fighting over top spot." Um, maybe. I mean, yeah, Lord of the Rings was out at that time. Um, even I'm gonna throw it out there. Even the Star Wars prequels were out around that time too. And even though most people did not like the prequels, they still packed the box office. So, um, but yeah, Lord of the Rings was was big at that time too. So, um, so that aside, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Pungai Fungi. Are we all living our own phantom life? Um, that's kind of an interesting idea, and I was actually kind of about to go to something like that because there's a there's another idea that um, 
you know, we are, we're still up there in the real world, that we are still up there and it's almost like we're playing a game, like we're tapped into it, that, you know, we're, you know, plugged in like like the Matrix, so to speak, um, and that this is just a, I don't know, a, uh, you said phantom, almost like a shadow of our real selves. Um, I don't know, because I, I feel like, and, and others have kind of thrown out there that, um, you know, going even bigger than that, that um, this is just one part of us in that go back, going back to like the multi-dimensions and all that, that there are other pieces of us in all of those other worlds, all learning different things and piping that back to, you know, our real selves up there in the real world, so to speak. I'm not sure if I buy into that one so much because I feel like my soul is right here. I'm here. This body is temporary, but my soul is right here. We've just been placed here for right now. Yeah. This is just... Um, this in this big game, you know, this is just... This is just that part of the game. This is just where we are. I mean, where we where do we go after this? I don't know. Um, I feel pretty in the moment with this soul. You know, I feel pretty attached to it. So, you know, maybe you know where were we investigating at? Um, whenever we were talking about when when spirits hear our footsteps. You know, we wonder, if, you know, do they not see us? But if they hear us, you know, are we ghosts, you know, spirits to them? You know, so maybe whenever we're wondering, you know, like what, you know, they're also wondering the same thing. You know, maybe they have the same questions that we have that we're wondering right now about the spirit realm for those of us who don't have all the answers. <laughs> uh, maybe they're on the other end doing the same thing. Maybe, maybe. Um, Jeebus the Gamer says, here's a mind fuck. What if when we die, the light we see is us being reborn again? There is some... There's some movie or something out there that does that. That shows that as the person is dying, the light that they're seeing is basically sliding out into their next life. Right. So... Um, I don't necessarily think that. I think we do go someplace for a while. You know, um, I believe that there's an option to stay down here for a while in this world, but not in this body. Um, I, I mean, that's the, those are the ghosts and spirits and that we interact with. Um, I believe that before we reincarnate, we do go somewhere else for a while. That real world, whatever in the world it is, that is not this. Um, and then... After that, I mean, yeah, we come back here, or maybe even it's on another planet. There's that option too. Um, I, at least I believe, you know, if there's, you know, multiple species of you know, beings out there, you know, aliens, what have you, that you could come back as an alien on a different planet. Why not? not? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I don't think it's immediate. You know, 
I mean, maybe it's an assessment that we go up to for a little while. Has anybody seen the movie Defending Your Life with uh, Meryl Streep and Albert Brooks? It's an 80s movie. Uh, but basically, they uh, when they die, they end up in like this middle zone somewhere. Um, what do they call it? Judgment City. <laughs> judgment City. And it's like their judgment day. It's like they're they're going like almost through like this court trial where their life is being evaluated. And if you know they pass, they get to go on to whatever going on is, uh, or if they still have stuff to learn, then they go back down. So um, I don't want to say that I believe it's just like that, but I think there's some elements in there that are true. Like I think we do go up there and evaluate, okay, what did we learn while we were here? What do we still need to work on? And I don't know if we get that choice or if we're told you need to go back. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't feel like we have that kind of control over it. You know, we don't have control over anything down here. So, you know, right now, so I can't imagine all of a sudden, you know, we're granted that control. I, I do know that, you know, like when, when someone passes away um, and you don't start getting visitations or feeling their presence right away, you know, those are the ones that are taking a little bit longer to be sent, you know, down here, maybe, or sent here. I say down here. <laughs> I mean. Well, that's, we yeah. relate it to that. I mean, and that's, yeah. I guess, maybe just how we've been indoctrinated over all the years is that it's out there. Because I guess we, th I guess we think of it, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, or if you have a different idea, but I think what happens is that to us, the ground is solid. And so, you know, our spirit, we probably can't relate our spirit going through the solid ground, so it would have to go up to something. And I think you know, we hear the stories of people floating above their bodies and looking down at their bodies because they're floating away. So, yeah, I think that, but go ahead. Yeah, that's what I was gonna That was say. it, okay. I <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, question from Candy Orton. Uh, Mike Shama, experiment, what? Oh, be dressed, please, LOL, but run the SLS on while you sleep to see if you're being visited during your sleep. Interesting. Um, I'd have to get a lot of memory for the SLS. Actually, no, because neither one of us sleeps for long enough to even well, get anything. Well, yeah, true enough. I mean, it's like goes a few to hours. Goes to bed at like three uh, something, and then wakes up at like six thirty. So it wouldn't take that long in reality. Um, apparently, I fall asleep and wake up in the same position. <laughs> so you probably won't see any movement out of me. But you're you're pretty much stationary. I'm pretty where much, I'm the one that moves around a bit. Yeah. My sinuses, it's like once I get clogged up, so I flip over until it drains and I flip again. So I'm always flipping back and forth. Um, it's just my, my sinus issues. Um, that would freak me out, though, because I'm under the impression that there is nothing in this in this house on this property. Oh, yeah. I, I don't feel anything. I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything. Um I have the little, you know, mentally and on my own, you know, visitations and stuff like that. But it doesn't happen where I or anybody else can see it. Um, so I, I kind of don't want to know, <laughs> really. 
Um, it'd be cool, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to know. Yeah, um, and there's a couple of different ways to do that. I mean, SLS is an interesting way to do it. Um, yeah, and I do believe, I mean, we have an SLS camera, and I do believe in that as a tool. Um, I know people have done the um, night vision cameras, uh, set up while they're sleeping. Um, and, and people are actually debating these days as to you know how reliable the night vision cameras are. Um, or may, maybe use a full spectrum then in that case, you could do that. Um, I've heard of people leaving on recorders while they sleep. I've done that before. Um, interesting story. I think it was fictional, but it was an interesting story that, um, you know, uh, husband and wife, the, the wife would wake up um, in the middle of the night, complain about the husband snoring. And, um, you know, the husband would say, I wasn't snoring. Da, da, da. They eventually, you know, it became one of their argument points. They got a divorce, all that stuff. Um, and he was insisting that he was um, hearing people in the room is his thing. She would be like, you're snoring. He's like, I'm hearing people in the room. She thought he was crazy. <clears throat> so got divorced. Um, when he was on his own, um, he was actually starting to see people come into the room. And so he put out a recorder because they would talk. So he put out a recorder and recorded them talking to him while he was sleeping. And so, you know, he got like this whole conversation of, you know, this this guy and this woman going back and forth about observing him sleeping and all that. And they're like, oh, and the woman's gone now, da, 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 all this stuff. So, you know, he's listening back to his, I got it, I got the conversation. Sends it to his ex-wife and she says, why did you send me a file of you snoring? <laughs> so here's hearing voices and she was hearing those voices as snoring so kind of like that idea of you know people picking up on things in different ways right yeah you know, almost kind of like how you and i almost see things differently where you see more apparitions and shadows and i see more shadows and apparitions yeah i mean i see shadows you know but um but I've seen a lot more actual apparitions, actual people, you know, than I have shadows. And I've seen a lot of shadows. I mean, I can, you know, I have to sit and think about how many people I've actually seen now over the years. Before it was a, not too big of a number, you know. <laughs> it's it's grown quite a bit now, so. And there's a lot of times I see someone and I'm just like, you know, and they're not there. And I was like, do I, should I count that as another one? You know, what is, who, I, I don't know. I'm tired, you know, I always just <laughs> blow it off, you know, forever blowing stuff off um, until I can find a way to prove that I saw it, so. Jeebus, our, uh, our new viewer for the evening. I hope you've subscribed. I really do appreciate the questions and comments tonight. But, yeah, he uh, is a sub, but he didn't click the bell to get notifications. Oh, yeah, he clicked the bell. I kind of get notifications. Because yeah. we go live a lot. We, we do. Yeah, every Tuesday we go live. And then we've got the Friday Night Ghost Rites. And we do paranormal investigations and, and all that stuff. So, uh, so we post those videos. Um, he asked the Z question. Have you ever had Zach on here? Oh, I would um, yeah, Lynn said that's a dangerous question. I so. would love <laughs> to have Zach Bagans on this show. I don't think he will be able to sit through the whole show. 
because he will definitely be in the hot seat. But I'll just say this, and I think uh, somebody said that there's a there's a video on the channel. Yeah, um, from like a year and a half ago. Uh, real quick, um, I was interviewed on Ghost Adventures. Drove a thousand miles to go out there. They didn't even have the courtesy to tell me that they weren't going to use the interview. And, and um, like my PR seat. person, my PR person at the time, held a watch party for me that I also had to travel to. But a lot of other people and a lot of other people traveled out there for that, and they completely cut the part without even saying a word. So there's a whole video on that. I mean, I have that so. issue, but I have other issues also. Well, there's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. He's an asshole. I'm just going to say it. I know a lot of you that are watching think it too. And for those of you that don't, it's because you've never had the same experiences that everybody that says he is one has had. <laughs> so, and he doesn't play favorites. He doesn't care who you are. He will fuck you really anyway. So that is all I'm going to say about that. I do not like the man. I think he's a tool. I can think of some <laughs> other people that I don't like either, but I'm not going to mention them on this channel. So, so okay, I don't um, like Steve Huff either, but I'm not going to mention no, the rest No, we're not of even them. going there tonight. I'm not going to mention the rest not of them. Not even going there tonight. So, but anyway, yes, I would love to have Zach Bacon's on this show, but he better be ready and bring his A-game because yeah. he's going to hear it, and there is not going to be any sugarcoating for me. So, <laughs> Tim yeah. Schoen is saying he just watched that video. Katie Orton says it wasn't an argument. It was a disrespect issue, which it was. It absolutely was. Um Tom McNicholas saving, saying maybe we should record ourselves sleeping with the periscope on and see if we give off energy. Be interesting. We'd have to record something pointed at the periscope to see what if anything happened. So you'd have to have two devices going for that. Um, and then Spooky saying I saw Grant from Ghost Hunters walking downtown yesterday in my town. He had plaid shorts on. Cool. Um, I've heard that Grant's a nice guy. I've never met him though. Um, I've never met any of them. Yeah. So, um, Tim Schoen saying, Mike and Shauna greater than GAC. Thank you. Appreciate that. I believe that. All right. So, because that's a completely different topic, which is beyond the scope. Honest. <laughs> honest. Say it with me. Honest. Uh, honest. Yeah. The candy says, another, yet another can of worms tonight. Yeah. I wasn't even planning on going there, but it got brought up. So, you know. We went there for a minute. We could have a whole episode on why Shauna cannot stand Zach Bates. We could. But we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not Because I'm sure tonight. I'll be arrested or get sued or whatever. You know, I don't know. I don't care. Really. I would love to meet him someday, though. Mm -hmm. um, Chanel F. saying, Grant is amazing, sweet, funny, and complete gamer. Um, well, he, yeah, I mean, he's he's with a game company from what I understand now. So, yeah, he does that, which is cool. That's fun. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess um, that will be it for tonight. Um, Candy says it's going to make it a series. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's go ahead and get to the shout-outs, wrap it all up. Let's get to the um, Super Chats. So we had uh, Super Chat Superstars, Tom McNicholas, Dan Class. Appreciate uh, him uh, 
jumping in here tonight from the Hinsdale house. Robert White and Andrew Cox. Thank you all very, very much for the Super Chats this evening. All right. So, um, Donald Gordon, thank you very much for Cheshire Cat chatting the chat. And let's get to the shout-outs. Tracy Christian, thank you very much for joining us again. Candy Orton, thank you as well, as always, and forever. <laughs> uh, Liz White, thanks for joining us again. Hey, I met Liz White this past weekend in Arkansas. That was very, very cool to meet one of our Mad Hatters this past weekend. So, um, great to meet you, Liz. Um, Kathy Ciliento, thank you very much for joining us again. There's Granny Vapes, appreciate that. Thank you as well. Jeebus, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, happy to have you as a new sub. Um, Pungai Fungi. I didn't say it the right way. Pungai Fungi. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always happy to have you in there. Hard uh, Road Media Fairy Queen, Diane Hilbert. Thank you very, very much. Sean Gilmore, again, we will see you on Sunday. Looking forward. Going to be showing Sean Gilmore the um, Swift Mansion Core Orphanage area. So it'll be very, very cool. Um, yeah, Candy Orton, hashtag Team HRM. Please do use that hashtag. Um, there's some other group that uses it periodically, I guess. So let's overwhelm them and make sure we let them know it's ours. Completely unrelated topic um, that they are, um, but we are Team HRM. So um, they're spooky. Don, thank you very much. Uh, Judy Wilson, thanks for joining us again tonight. And uh, yeah, there's Tom McNicholas and Andrew Cox, our Super Chat Superstars. And um, also deep down the rabbit hole, Patreon patrons. So that's Tom McNicholas, B3 Airspace, who already checked out. So um, thank you, B3 Airspace. BD Flint, Zippy Davis, Pamela Queen, and Andrew Cox are deep down the rabbit hole, Patreon patrons. Which are our Patreon patrons just got to see, I haven't posted it anywhere else yet, they got to see the overhead drone shot of the spiral mounds that we investigated at on uh, Saturday. So daytime shot, I know the spiral mounds thing was completely in the dark, but there were some daytime photos taken before it got too dark. One of them was a drone shot and that was posted to Patreon. So check it out. Um, hey, there's uh, Steve Glassford, Among Stars. Good to see you in there tonight, hey, Steve. Steve. So check out his band, good stuff, good stuff. We play them on Enigma Underground Radio. Um, there's Tim Schoen. Thanks for joining us again, Tim. Uh, Chanel F., thank you as well. Chipeteria, thanks for hanging out all evening. Uh, who else do we have in here? Um, Judy Wilson, uh, thank you very much. Sherry Willimon, thanks for joining us again tonight. Uh, there's Betty Lange. Thank you very much, Betty, for all the support, both here and on Twitter. And there's a number of you that also are on Twitter and retweet us and all that stuff, So, which we really do appreciate. Robert White, thanks for joining us for both shows. Um, who else do we have in here? I might have to scroll down and just call it. Um, yeah, Greg Rinkin, thanks for joining us again tonight. All right, I'm going to scroll back down. And if I missed anybody, I really do apologize. We try to get everybody, at least everybody that we can. And we know people have already bowed out because it's late. So it is 12.07 in the East, although we're not in the East. <laughs> nope. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Um, next week on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, we have Coyote Chris Sutton rejoining us, talk about his new show that is on the haunted space. So... Um, what is it? It's um, what on solid ground? Is that it? 
I don't know. And how old we are? Candy, what is it? I know Candy knows what it is. And we are uh, simulcasting Beyond the Light Network. Uh, don't forget that. So I had to throw out that. Or, no, we don't simulcast this on Beyond the Light Network. We only do that for Edge of the Rabbit Hole. If it happened sacred before ground. this morning. It's on morning, sacred ground, isn't it? If it happened before this morning, I don't remember. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I think that's what it is on sacred ground. I don't know. It's Coyote Chris Sutton. He's, he's, our, he's our buddy. He's our friend. He's on the haunted space now. So, yeah, there it is. Candy on sacred ground. Yep. So I got it. Third, was it third? Yes. <laughs> all right. It's late. That's what the deal is. And I'm going to have to go and retag all this and all that stuff. So we got to get to that. We have stuff to do. Um, oh, this weekend, real quick. Um, Hannah House in Indianapolis. It's at the south side of Indianapolis. Hannah House Paranormal uh, Day Celebration. Starts at 10 and runs till 6. So I will be there for that time. So come on out, check it out. It's a free event. You can just walk in and uh, all the vendors, everything. Uh, I think they'll have a couple of speakers. The way they did it last year, they had people go up there and speak for like five, 10 minutes, just real quick snippets. They didn't have like a big speaker schedule or whatever. Uh, but they do have that. And then of course you can tour the Hannah House and all that stuff. So very, very cool uh, historic house, south side of Indianapolis. Um, come check it out. So um, I will be there. I will not be there. Shauna won't be, unfortunately. I only have Saturday off. Mm -hmm. We're getting we're getting you out there about once a month, though. So you're a spook show con, then you're coming to Manila, and then Afterlife. So once yeah. per month, we're getting you. All right. So Kathy Sillian is saying, you two go to bed now. <laughs> that's funny. She says that she, like that's going to happen. She said bed. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's not going to happen. This man Evil doesn't laugh. sleep. <laughs> He doesn't sleep. I don't sleep. Look I think that. it's because he has coffee. 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 He has coffee for blood. Merch button on HauntedRedMedia.com. I'll throw that out there as well, as well as, well as Ghosty. All right. Okay, so now that's going to be it. <laughs> now we've screwed around long enough. <laughs> you guys have a great night. We'll see you on, uh, well, Friday Night Ghost Frights. We'll see you. Um, actually, it's not going to be a Friday Night Ghost Frights. It's going to be a Mike's Morning Mug is what Friday's going to be. So. But are you going to go live? No. 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 It won't be live. It'll be a recorded one. Oh, no, I haven't, no. I, haven't, I haven't told you my plan for, for this Friday. No, I mean, like, but for the investigation. When we get there, are you going to investigate? There's no investigation this no week. No investigation? No investigation. Oh, you guys. No. Come on now. It's a, they can do the tour. <sighs> it's a tour that you can take. There's no investigation. But you can know. investigate on the tour. I'm going to. Well, yeah, tell him. Sun, tell well, you know him, what? Sun, wait, 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 Sunday. No, I'm not. I'm, I could go live from taking the tour. <laughs> I didn't take the tour last year. But we could go live with Sean Sunday Ooh. from Swift Mansion. Swift Mansion. We could do that. AKA the Gore Orphanage Ruins. Yep. Which is a fantastic area. I love it. It was definitely a memorable experience for me. Yes. Yes. A couple times. Yes. But I think, was it the last time? That was the vibrator in there? No, that was the time before. That was the time before. Okay. Yeah. We've been there a number of times, though. That's kind of what it felt like. First time, I didn't really get much. Mm -hmm. Second time, I was stopped on the hill for no reason. And then it just felt like someone stuck a vibrator in my ear. Mm. <laughs> yep. I mean. Very, very interesting place. Ooh, it, was, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, we could go live from there. I've got so much recorded footage that we've done. We could go live from there. I even have live stuff that I took when I was there with Lee back in June. 
that's what I need to put up there. I took drone footage of it back then. I haven't posted mm -hmm. it yet. So there, there's a lot, <laughs> a lot that we've done that we still need to put out there and a lot that we're doing, going to do that will be out there. So now right. would be a good time to have those doppelgangers, uh, clones, oh. something. Betty's asking, okay, where is the, it's a Swift mansion, uh, S-W-I-F-T, I know it's late, I'm probably slurring and all that. Um, <clears throat> Swift mansion is also known as the Gore Orphanage. Um, many people, of course, have heard of the Gore Orphanage legends and urban legends, all that stuff. It, it was never the, uh, it was never the Gore Orphanage. There was an orphanage in the area that was up the hill. The house that they call the Gore Orphanage was actually a mansion that was owned by a family. The tragedy, the real tragedy of that are the uh, grandchildren that died of diphtheria, four of them within the span of seven days. And there were tragedies with the orphanage, not that it burned down or anything, um, but they were abused and all that, but that was up the hill. So there's a lot of mixed information about the place. We do have a, a Ghost and Legends episode on that, which I think is one of our better Ghost yeah, and Legends it's, episodes. it's really good. It basically, and I, I love it. I've, I've watched it quite a few times, actually. Um, but it basically, you know, sets the record straight you know not all urban legends that's what they're they're legends you know it's yeah. lore it's local lore you know sometimes the truth ends up being way more fascinating or significant than anything that you can fake yeah you know it's it's very tragic i mean the the legends do have those snippets of truth within there and they even superimpose the whole burning down with the children being in that they actually superimposed a real event from the cleveland area which is you know like 30 miles away onto that so they've got all this stuff mixed in there and it's a matter of just going through it and figuring out what goes where and what's true and um yeah and, and what you know the 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 kids from the orphanage did go by there uh, because they had to farm the fields but they never lived in there. Um, so there's just a lot of different stuff. And then we discovered the missing pillars. So there's all kinds of stuff. Go on <laughs> this channel as soon as we're done here. Go on the channel and look up the Ghosts and Legends. This is Swift Mansion, Gore Orphanage. Look it up. Look it up on the channel. Because it's through the powers of research. It's amazing the stuff that you will find you know, historically speaking, that, you know, others don't even bother to look for. They're more interested in spinning stuff that's not true, but, you know, get the facts because, you know, those those people deserve that, those kids deserve that, family deserves that, you know, to have the truth still out there that they not be forgotten, so. By the way, they're saying you must have had an ear ectogasm. <laughs> <laughs> Can I give you good ear? Oh my God. <laughs> and on that note, we oh ought God. to wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. <laughs> I hope my son is not watching tonight. I didn't see him in there. He okay. didn't. So, because usually he'll come in and look for a shout out. So, oh. okay. That'll do it for tonight. So, we'll see you guys all later. Have a good one. <laughs>